Amy Debrick, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to talk to you today. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me, Misty. It's I'm so glad we're finally able to connect and have this conversation. Yes, me too. I know that we've both had a crazy, crazy busy year as we have been following our dreams and chasing God. And I'm excited to have you on today because you wrote a journal with your daughter that we're going to get into in a little bit called Emboldened. But in that title, Emboldened, there is the word bold. And I think that as we are chasing our dreams and we are following the Lord, we need to be brave and we need courage. And actually, that's how you open the journal up in talking to young women. And so my first question for you today is, what does being brave and courageous look like for young women today? Well, I think it can be hard for young women today to be brave. Um, And so I think that one of the best ways is to really be convicted in your faith. And that can be difficult, um, especially for young women. There's a lot of distractions going on. And I think um, the, when you are still maybe a little bit immature in your faith, that's where you have more of a lack of confidence in yourself. And you don't realize and recognize all that God has waiting for you because you think it really has to do with just everything that, you know, you need to figure it all out and all of that. When really, I think that, um, you know, no gift or calling, we always say is insignificant. And sometimes I think people get too caught up in if they don't necessarily understand it or if they're, if they're fearful in doing it, that even though, you know, if, if God's calling you to do something, it's, it's part of your purpose, even if you, or, you know, even if the person can't understand or imagine it, you know, God has already has it mapped out for them. Absolutely. I, I wish that I would have been more confident as a young woman, but everything that I went through, good, bad, all of the experiences that I had, they've all prepared me for what God has for me now. And so I'm so glad that you are encouraging young women to live boldly and courageously and confidently in the Lord, because there is a lot of pressure for young women, especially with the advent of social media. We feel like we've got to be or do as as much as our friend on social media and just girls I think in general I think there's a, there's a lot of comparison that can be a problem. So one of the things that you talk about in the emboldened journal is practicing kindness and gratitude and how can that change our mindset? Well, I think first in kindness is being kind to ourselves. You know, we're we definitely are our own worst critic. And I think also at a young age, you know, like you said, it's women are just, that's just the way it is. Women tend to be a little bit more like that than maybe young men where we're critiquing ourselves, comparing ourselves to other people. And so be kind to yourself first. And I really think if you can start showing yourself grace, you'll understand the importance and impact that can have in your life and how that really can transcend us to extending that to somebody else. And so the same with gratitude. I think a lot of times because of social media, like you pointed out, um, we look at things in the lens of, gosh, I wish I had this, or I wish I looked like that. But if we really could just pause for a moment and be grateful for what we do have and, and, 
the abundance that that really is when we break it all down, then I think it does shift your mindset and how you move through the world. And maybe um, the other thing I love that you kind of mentioned was in preparing, you know, you and I, you know, I agree with you totally in, in the sense that, you know, I, I went through a lot of challenging experiences, but I wish I had had the confidence and courage at a younger age. And I think that's one of the things that we, we wanted to set women up with at a younger age is because, yes, although I'm here because of all those experiences, but I think, wouldn't it be awesome if I could prepare somebody else younger, better than I was prepared. And so that's what we kind of really try to be intentional about in this book. Um, and one of those and two of those are grace and kindness. Yeah, I love that. You know, I started writing and speaking and podcasting and and doing this whole journey because I realized I was the older woman and that... <laughs> And that there were things that younger women needed to know and could learn from my experience. Mm -hmm. But I love that you partnered with your daughter to create the Embolden uh, Journal. So I know that that was such a joy for you. But I'd love to know what prompted you to write this with Blair? Well, actually, it was funny. Um, initially I had a whole other manuscript, Misty, that I was working on and, uh, she was a sophomore in college at the time and she was just really struggling personally. She, um, she just was getting hung up on a lot of these issues that we talk about in the book. And so all these conversations led me to really, you know, God really laid it on my heart that, you know, there really needs to be a resource out there because I think there was a few misconceptions. One being, you know, she was a Christian uh, growing up, going to a Christian college, but she's still hitting the same pitfalls of every young woman at that age. And so, um, how can we really put something out there even for, for somebody like her and for somebody who has no faith at all at this point, you know, what can we do to really meet these women where they are, but not leave them there. And so that was kind of what prompted it. These conversations just kind of led into, you know, what would you think if we, if we were the ones to create something and, um, and so that's what we did. And we really kind of sat down and picked out at this particular time, you know, what really, really the four, um, key things that were you, she found that were kind of holding uh, women back. And then what was interesting though, about the whole process, Misty, was that even though this started as kind of something that I was doing for her and her age group, I realized rather quickly that these same issues, you know, fearless, temptation, kindness, growth, all of that, that really that never goes away. So I felt like it never aged out and I could relate in a different way to all of those same things. So it really was kind of a, a beautiful um, experience for both of us because we were able to work through, you know, gosh, you know, we are so different in age, but really these things don't go away. And so if I can help you being just a couple steps ahead here, you know, that was the whole point. Yeah, I love that. And what about us going through the pandemic? Um, did mm. that change the direction at all of what you did? Or did that impact, you know, the writing of the book in any kind of way? Um, a little bit, you know, when we start off on fearless, 
I think because at this age, or at least at, at, at her age in your 20s or whatever, there's so many insecurities and fear naturally, but then the pandemic hit when we're, when we're in the thick of it. And so it was really important for us at that time to single out and really have the person going through the journal, identifying what was the root of their particular fear. Because at this time, you know, there's so many fears all over the place, but what is really the one that's holding you back, that's hindering you to take your next bold or brave step in life? And let's really start with that first. And so, yeah, in that sense, it did, because we really wanted to make sure that, you know, you can pull all your fears together, but really sometimes you have to kind of prioritize what's, what's really just a, you know, a concern and what's really something that's that's really digging in it for you and really hindering your ability to move ahead. Yeah, I love that because I know that you talk a lot about mindset and what are some ways if someone is struggling with fear, what are some things that they can do to get over that mindset so that they can walk in boldness and courage? Well, we always say start small. And so one of the things that we recommend, um, not only in the book, but just in our lives here is to just do one brave step. And we really, and when I say small, I mean small because we really try to tailor this to personalities like ours. And if you know Blair and I personally, we are both very introverted. And so something as insignificant, it could be seeming to somebody else, like, you know, joining a Bible study. Or, or joining a gym or signing up for a class or signing up for a race or something like that, those can be really um, monumental for somebody else. And so I really think it's a matter of starting small, starting with just one thing that maybe you feel like could get you past your comfort zone. You know, that's the other thing. Um, it's just reading, I, and I'm probably going to butcher, unless I have it here, the quote um, that Toby Mac just had on, and I had to screenshot it. Every time I see something really good that somebody, uh, you know, posts on there, I I just have to, to lock that in because it's so meaningful. But he had said... Um, he had said, had he had to make you uncomfortable, otherwise you would have never moved. And I think that that is so true, you know, especially when you are somebody who kind of sits in a little bit of worry, sits in a little bit of fear or insecurity. If you don't move, if you just stay in that comfort zone, you know, you're never going to grow. And so that's why I say, start small and really acknowledge it. Like, wow, that was, might not be a big deal to the next person or, you know, your closest friend, but that was a big deal for you, whatever it was, whatever one thing that just kind of moved you past your normal comfort zone and what you would be doing. And maybe that's going up and talking to a complete stranger or just engaging in conversation and something that you would love, like to be involved in. It could be something as simple as that. Yeah. And I feel like once we do it afraid, you know, then mm -hmm. it's not so scary. And then that, right. it, that emboldens us to then take the next scary step. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how can this emboldened journal, how can it help young women? Well, I think the beauty of embolden is really just to try to have them work through the process. So we, we purposely started with week one with fearless because we want to, again, identify that root of, of what the fear is that's holding them back. And we want to work through, 
through that. So we end obviously on growth, but we hit things that are really important that sometimes people don't necessarily recognize that could be, you know, could create worry and fear and like temptations and, you know, things that are kind of also these temptations can interfere with your growth if you're spending too much time on them. And it's not something that's really fueling your confidence or boldness um, or courage in a, in a certain way. I mean, I think we can all say we spend way too much time scrolling and, and looking at everybody else's life and, and how we wish and want that. But the reality is if we could set those things aside and focus on putting practices into our own life, by, you know, trying to be intentional about removing certain temptations, taking certain brave steps. So the book really, um, I feel like does a good job in doing really practical things. And, and I, and what, one of the things that was really important to us about it is that you do, you know, not that you have to answer to yourself, but you do write things down. You, you circle where you're at, you, you write down where you, your goals, where you want to go. And, um, so it gives you an opportunity to kind of have almost like your own check and balance, because the reality is until you are at the point to make that first bold step, you know, that we wanted this to be the resource to kind of get you there, especially for the girl who, is more introverted or is afraid. We want this to be like, okay, once I get through this, I am ready to go sign up. I love it. Love, love, love it. I recently had Jordan Rayner on my podcast and he wrote a book called Redeeming Your Time, which comes out of Ephesians talking about redeeming our time for the days are evil. And one of the chapters in his book is descending from the kingdom of noise. And it was very convicting about, um, like he's not watched the news or listened to the news um, who he used to be a news junkie for like the past seven years. He lets his friends cultivate that. Like he has very set amounts of time that he does work on social media. Um, but a lot of the practices that he talked about are, you know, not that endless scrolling because there are things that God has for us to do. And if we are wasting our time and he's not saying like it's evil and stay away from it, but just really right. being able to redeem your time. And, and I love that you are encouraging young girls to write down their dreams and their hopes to be able to take those bold steps. So let's talk a little bit about growth because that's where you end. That's where you end the book. And I know that you offer actionable steps and also resources within Embolden. So what are some ways that they can grow through using the journal? Well, one of the things that we wanted to do also is like I said in the beginning, you know, we, we didn't want to make the assumption that every woman picking this up was going to be at an equal journey in her faith. And so we wanted to really encourage somebody maybe who has never read the word of God or known the love of Jesus Christ. And so we wanted to make sure that although we have things in there to strengthen the, the current Christian in her walk, we could set other women up for having some basics there. So they had a place to start. And so that was the first tool in really having them grow on their own is that, you know, we, we have some scripture like already spell, you know, spoken out, but we also have a couple there where they can start to begin to um, 
to do that and start that practice on their own and really help them grow in their own faith and what that looks like. So we wanted to give them a beginning point. But one of the things that um, Blair and I are both really kind of, you know, we kind of laugh about it, how we worded, worded it in the book, but really passionate about is owning your own junk. And we say that, you know, on page 111, we think it's just really important to, it's okay to make a mistake. I think a lot of times, and especially when you're younger, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Misty, but the older I get, the less I'm worried about keeping up with appearances and all of that. It's still there, but it's not as devastating as a young adult woman going through it for the first time. And so I think once you can kind of reconcile with, it's okay to make a mistake. And if you do, just own it. People can appreciate that so much more. And that's such a level of growth when you're able to finally let those insecurities go and just be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I screwed up here and, you know, I'll try to do better next time. And then that's it. You know, I think people get hung up with that. And the other thing is apologizing. That's one of our other kind of practical steps is, you know, once you, once you do something and you're able to just say, I'm sorry, then you just have to let it go. I mean, you can't be in control of how somebody's going to receive that, but you can be, take the control and be bold enough to say, you know, I'm admitting when I'm doing, you know, when I didn't do something right. And so I think that that's really just an important, another practical step. Um, and the last one, and really the most important is, is to forgive. I think, and I see this all the time in adult women, we hang on to things, you know, it, it's hard to let things go sometimes, but if we can start equipping women younger to really develop these key things as they get older, they will just become more of a second nature practice and it won't be so such a, you know, thought out process and hard to do, you know, it's hard sometimes I, for a women to forgive each other. And, um, but it is so essential to your growth and how you view, um, just everything else in your life, because it's just a, it's something that needs, we all need forgiveness. And so you can only, you know, you can only expect that when you're going to forgive somebody else first. That's, that's all so, so, so good. I'm going to start with the last one. So uh, I'm actually in the study of Matthew right now on the Sermon of the Mount, and it's blessed are those who are merciful for they will receive mercy. And that mercy is forgiveness and Jesus Christ has forgiven us so much and we need to extend that forgiveness to ourselves when we've made mistakes, but also to others. And then when we do that, then we receive forgiveness as well. So when you were talking about the the making mistakes part, I was thinking about a young man who my husband was doing business with. And this young man had screwed up really, really bad. He worked for another company and he went to my husband and he said, I am so sorry. I, I really messed this up. And you know, please forgive me. And I hope that you'll still do business with me. And my husband said, I am so thankful that you came to me and that you told me the mistake. And because mm -hmm. of that, I have so much more respect for you. And they sure. kind of developed a sweet mentor relationship just because the young man was able to come to him and say, and just own it because you're right. It's it's okay to make mistakes. And, and if we can make a mistake and we can learn from it, then we can definitely grow from that as well. So I just love all of these yeah. things that you are encouraging young women to do. And I am so grateful for our time today on the By His Grace podcast. So I'd love to give you the last word. 
What would you tell a young woman who may be wondering, you know, I'm not sure life's pretty crazy right now. God, where are you in the midst of this? And and how can I take that next Mm. bold step? That's a great question. I think that being obedient, you know, I, I always go back to that. And, and sometimes obedience, I mean, we fight it, right? We fight it when it's things that are leave us feeling uncomfortable and we're not sure and all of that. But, you know, normally you can tell when it's the indicator coming from God and, and what he wants you to do. And so I just say, you know, if it's, um, if it's serving him and, and if it's, you know, serving you in a positive way, also in your community and fellow women, you know, take the leap. What do you have to lose? You know, the worst somebody can say is no. And rejection is just, that's just one more win because you've overcome it, right? Once we get rejected, once we know what it feels like, and we can move on. Like you kind of said earlier, you know, once you do something, you have to do a scary first. And then once you do that, you know, okay, I can do this. And so maybe that first step, maybe that first, you know, calling or mission, maybe it does flop. But the other thing I have to say to that for that one woman listening is one of the things that I consistently go back to is that with my podcast and with this book and my other writing, if it never reaches a level that I feel like it should reach, I always have to remember that I'm doing it for just the one woman and that one person who's affected by it is who God called me to do it for. And then they're enough. And so I wouldn't get so overwhelmed with what you think it should look like and just be obedient and God will let it be what it's supposed to be. That is such great advice and a great place to end this podcast. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the Bias Grace show today and sharing your wisdom. We will put links to your podcast and book and where people can connect with you. And I encourage y'all to connect with Amy because she's got a lot of wisdom to share. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, friend, before you go, Did you know that there are still places all around the world where the name of Jesus has never been heard? That's why Operation Christmas Child is sending the gospel through simple shoebox gifts to the ends of the earth. The Greatest Journey follow-up discipleship program is teaching millions of children to put their faith in Christ and how to share that faith with others. As a result, entire communities are being transformed. National Collection Week is November 15th. To learn more about this global evangelism movement, visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. 